that once again. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. saints. God bless you. Welcome to the house of the Lord this morning. Happy to be here. Amen. We're happy for developments at the border. Opening up. Praise the Lord. Praise our God. Amen. We're so grateful to be here and just to have these boundaries removed from the family of God. So let's sing together, Who Can Cheer the Heart Like Jesus? Oh, who
goodness is running after me. and Redeemer, Lord. Lord, we lift your name on high this morning. Faithful God, Lord. Oh, an ever-present help, Lord Jesus. You're our comforter. You're our healer. You're our deliverer, Lord. You're the God who's mindful, the God who sees, Lord, every situation, every need, Lord. But we just want to come and lift our voices and give glory, sing magnified. It's the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, who are we that you are mindful of us, oh God? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Faithful Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, can we just sing that song, Yet Not I, But Through Christ and Me, Keith D, if we could. I love the words of this song. What gift of grace is Jesus, my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love. 
Hallelujah. All the glory evermore to him. What a Savior, what a Savior we have. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Would you stand with us this morning? We're going to go to prayer. If the brothers would just come at this time. Brother Dave Chuburnoff, could I ask you please to come open the service for us, if you would, in a word of prayer. We don't have any written prayer requests, but we know there are many needs in the body. Members, we want to continue to lift up. Let's continue to remember our sister Clara as well. I know she's been feeling very tired lately, just asking God would strengthen her and be a comfort and encouragement to her at this time. Saints in Florida, God watched over them. We just give all praise to the Lord for that. Just ask the Lord to continue to be with them and provide for them as they recover from this hurricane that they've gone through. If there's a need in your heart, we know that God sees every upraised hand. Brother David, would you come, please? Let's bow our heads, saints. Heavenly Father, it's a great privilege to be back in your presence, Lord. Lord, just thinking how we just rub shoulders with the kingdom of darkness all week, Lord, and vexing our righteous souls out there. But we have a chance to come into a into light, Lord, and say, drive back all the darkness, Lord, in our lives that tries to glom onto us, Lord Jesus. Let the word come. Meet the need in every life represented in this room this morning, Lord. Heal the sick among us, Lord. Save the lost, Father. Think of those that are in great need, like our sister Claire. We just continue to hold her up before your great throne, Lord, of grace and mercy. Lord, when man can't go any farther, Lord, that's just when you get started, Father. We believe in miracles here in this church, Lord. And we pray for our sister and every other need in divine presence, Father. Bless your servant who's waited and labored and prepared. Anoint him with the holy coal off the fire this morning, Lord. Oh, break the yoke, Lord Jesus, this morning. Break every yoke, Lord. Set the captive free, we pray, Father. Bless our dear pastor as we see him standing here with us this morning. Bless him on his special day, Lord. Give him a great blessing today. I pray you'd bless our pastor and his wife. Bless everyone, Lord. Come be among us, Father, and do what man cannot do, Father. We commit it all to you for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may have your seats. We take up the morning offering. We have a couple announcements, some things. We also want to be sure to welcome our brother John and Sister Inga Haganow. I saw them. God bless you. No strangers to us. Welcome. Come a long way. God bless you. Also, our brothers and sisters have come across the border. God bless you. So good to have you with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. I believe, but Michael, do you want to go ahead and take it at this time? And then we'll have a special after and then turn the service to our brother Tom. Good morning. My goodness. So much could be said after seeing Sister Tracy up there. My goodness, Sister Tracy, so good to see you this morning. I think it was Brother Andrew. So we're going to sing a song, Brother Andrew, you could come. I think it was 900 and something days is what he said. No more counting. <laughs> Sometimes we say 900 and counting. No more counting. <laughs> it's over. We have a special announcement this morning. I think there's a uh, picture there. but there's a, There we are, a lovely engagement announcement this morning. Brother Joe, Sire, and Sister Katie, 
Brother Joseph and Sister Ann Robson and Brother Mark and Sister Rennie Aho want to announce the engagement of their children. Brother Josiah and Sister Katie, good to see you this morning. We're happy for you. Not too many months, well, a few months now ago, quite a few, we were sitting at a park there, uh, at dreaded Peace Arch Park. <laughs> it was good at the time. <laughs> but we, amen, we're so happy for you. And Katie, and may the Lord bless you in these next road ahead. God bless you. Amen. We're going to sing a song this morning. Grandpa, this one is, uh, we just thought we'd sing this for you this morning. Uh, you, there's a song that you have loved, I Met the Master. And so we're going to sing that in honor of you this morning. Like a babe when it cries for its mother, like a child I was helpless and alone. Oh, but then I met the master. Now I am. Like a blind man who walks in the darkness I had longed, I had searched for the light Oh, but when I met the Master Changed when he found. 
How appropriate it is this morning to welcome all those that could make it back to church. Nirvana, God bless you. Nice to have you here. Sister Tracy, Todd, I saw you in the back. God bless you and each and every one of you. It's nice to have you here. It's nice to have our pastor at this junction. special reason for saying that, not not that he's just here, but this is his 88th birthday today. in the goodness of God, do we not? And dad, I could say without, with assurance that none of us would be here without you. Amen. Amen. If you wanted to come and just greet the people, we'd love to hear from you. God bless you. And you may have your seats. I wanted to give thanks to you, each one, for your many prayers, and we've, we've prayed with you, we've prayed for you, and uh, God has heard our prayers. God has heard your prayers. And uh, I prayed when I was in the hospital, let me live to this day, to this time. And uh, I can say, God has been faithful. He has not only given us strength to this time, but happiness and joy and fulfillment. And I've seen so many of the people shook their hands. Brother Milko, I got thinking of all the places that we've been and uh, the testimony that you had, and how you prayed and agonized with the people. And uh, I can say God heard us. And then our brother Murphy, brother Murphy, you were there, and you know his father has been having the same problem. I've been unstable, and uh, a little bit unstable. But when I fall, I fall backwards. That's that's amazing. And his father, his father does the same thing. Tell him to stop. And we've rejoiced. Uh, Brother Tim in the in the work overseas. Amen. We've been so thankful for the and you know I'm going to say something that probably I have not 
said, I have not, maybe you haven't heard, but I took the trustees of this church to the Bedford house and we had dinner. And while we're after dinner, I said, I want to draw for you what God has showed me. And I drew the picture of the kiosk. And that turned out to be the hub. And so, Brother Tim, each time you allow us to hear that there's new messages, and I believe there was 87, now there's 89, 89 messages. And I, how thankful I am, how thankful this church should be that people can just take the message, take the radio, and hear Brother Timothy on a toko. Hear the prophet's voice. And we're going to hear about the magnificence of God this morning. Thank you, Brother Tom, for your faithfulness. I appreciate the faithfulness of Brother Tom and Sister Joanne. And uh, many times when I come here, I poke the, my face in the door and I just wave a little bit. I want Joanne to know that we're here. I remember so well calling the hospital. and. Uh, a lady said to me, the lady of the house said, and her husband was a Canadian soldier, and they were being transferred. And she said, uh, well, she said, uh, are you married? I said, yes. I said, well, she said, where's your wife? Said, she's in the hospital. And you're here? I said, yes. You're here negotiating on our furniture? <laughs> well, whatever, whatever was the need, that's what I was doing. And I said, yes, so we're negotiating on your furniture. She said, shame on you, I have to call the hospital right now. So she called the hospital and she turned around to me and said, your wife has just had a baby and I, I I, I thought she was lying because I had called the hospital just because before I came there. And I said, uh, Mrs. Biscoll, has she had a baby? No, she said, she's in, the, she's in the delivery room now. I said, is that right? And so when she came out, I, the phone was there. And she picked up the phone, and she said, we've got a girl. I said, then they have to sing. <laughs> they have to sing as a trail, because otherwise I'm going to trade them off and get boys. <laughs> so I got three daughters. Yes, you did. And I thank God for them. I thank God for their children. Uh, there are examples, 
And they are examples, and their life is an example. Brother Tom, yes, you are an example. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. God bless God you. God bless you, too. Is it appropriate to sing happy birthday? I think so. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, brother Ed. Happy the highlight of my day. <laughs> Let's uh, just read a scripture and go home, all right? Well, it's nice to see you, Brother Mark, Sister Renee. God bless you, each and every one that are here this morning. Amen. It's been uh, uh, just a special day for me to think of a man of God, the caliber that we've been given as an example. Example, Men of God been able to sit here, as we can say, have mentored us, has guided us, has led us, helped us, and we can't thank the Lord Jesus enough that this pastor of this church, from a house to a log church to the building that we're in now, has been faithful to see this great unveiling of Christ through the message of the hour. And I thank God for a man of God who has not lived on the laurels of history but has lived a life every day pushing, prodding. We can do more. We will do more. We are going to do more. And we will not give up. And because of that, as, as I often said, I took uh, in 1994 a, a session. We had a young men's meeting. We had 350 young men from around the world. It was to do with ministry who thought they might be in the ministry. And, um, you know, a lot of people think they're a minister or want to be a minister, but that the wannabes are never the ones that are, and the ones that don't want to be are the ones that are. So anyways, we had Brother uh, Lonnie Jenkins, Brother Ed Biscoe, Brother Vin Dayel, Brother Jeremiah Kungenway, and um, one day, Brother uh, Jeremiah, who remembers Brother Jeremiah from Zimbabwe, wonderful man of God, teaching ministry, unbelievable, extraordinary. He comes to me and says, Brother Tom, you must take a service. I said, are you kidding me? Like, you know, I'm, we're talking 1994. I was only, you know, 40 years old at the time. I was a young chicken, apparently. And uh, I, he says, you got to take one. I said, I'm not taking one. Are you not with the caliber of men that are here? And he says, no, you please go ahead and do that. And, uh, and I said, why on earth would I want to do that? He says, because there's not very many men that can assist a pastor and keep a church together without causing a split. He says, you've been an amazing. I don't, I'm not trying to please. It's not about me. It, I'm just letting you know that you can keep a church and assist. And Brother Ed can travel as he's done. And not worry about a local assembly. I said, it's been my privilege. 
It's been a privilege for me. And I thank God for every year that he's given us, 47 years to be with Brother Biscoll. And uh, we've read, and I will read, of Stonewall Jackson. We have read of great scholars of Milton and Herman Neville and great literature, uh, literature, writers of literature. I've read in many and studied in the University of Philosophers of Aristotle, Plato, Kant, Thomas Aquinas, and different ones that have what they class as great men of philosophy. I've read of the biographies of Hudson Taylor. I've read the biographies of George Mueller and many men. But there's never going to be a man that has lived this gospel before you like our pastor has. And I want to give God the glory because that has not been Ed Biscoll. That was God in a vessel. And to God be the glory this morning. You want to talk about wisdom, you want to talk about sovereign leadership, you want to talk about a man who's given his all, who's been a tremendous friend, pastor, example, father, husband, wrapped up in one package. I, 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 I put this back on all of us, especially myself. Brother Bram said, look at the pastor. That's what the sheep should be. And we've had a tremendous man of God that has been unwavering, who stood true through all slander, trial, and testing. And I want to say this morning, it's been my great honor to stand here with him, to wish him. He's my hero. And I'm not ashamed to say it. You people in this world, they got heroes called Michael Jackson's. Nonsense. Garbage. You know, uh, who's the Nike guy? Tiger Woods. They're people's heroes. Garbage. Debauchery. Lives, they're terrible. But I'll tell you what, I'll stand with my hero any day. A man of God that has stood through the face of everything Satan has thrown at him. And I want to say, you indeed are a reflection of that man. And I give God the glory and thankfulness that I have and been associated with such a lovely family of God such as you are. Alicia, nice to have you here. This is your first day also. You're hiding way back there. God bless you. My, 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 what a day, what a day this is. Well, before we go to the Word, I'd like to sing, I want to speak the name of Jesus. If we could all stand, we've sung that song a little bit together. Brother Ryan, if you would help me. But it's all about him. I want to speak on the magnificence. The pastor's already let the cat out of the bag, so I'll, I might as well say, I'd like to speak on the magnificence of your God. Amen. Brother Ryan, help me. I just want to speak the name of Jesus.
these are great milestones in life we don't often get you stand with a man of God that has weathered many storms I am a blessed man indeed to be identified with that people have wondered and made unkind statements who's your pastor We've been given one of the greatest pastors on the face of the earth. And his name is our precious brother, Edward Biscoe. Satan would love to cause confusion, but there is no confusion amongst this body. And we're thankful for a leader, a shepherd, reflecting the great shepherd that you are. And so today, Lord, we're just praying that you will be his strength giver. Keep him from falling, Lord. Strengthen the man of God as you did Abraham of old. 
May the faith of our fathers live still. That we can stand here united as a body. Holding up his arms. Thankful for his life. Thankful for a faithful wife. And so Lord, we're going to turn to the word now this morning. I'm asking you to come and take the book once again and open it to us, Lord. I don't want to be... Lord, an influence of excitement upon people. I want the Word of God to be their excitement. We can be enthused, sometimes be loud, sometimes it's to be soft. And so, Lord, whatever way the delivery will be this morning, I want to put it into your divine care. Take your word, and Lord, you're the author of it, so would you unfold it to us? Would you bless your people as they have sacrificed to come this Sunday morning? Many for the first time, Lord, crossing the border. We want to thank God for their lives. Stood true, some over 900 days. Amazing. Puts to shame some, but yet we will elevate the Lord Jesus Christ that have kept these precious saints so I pray Lord that your grace will be upon us that the word of God will feed our souls lives would be changed souls would be one those that need a deliverance be delivered and those that need the Holy Ghost fill them with the fire of God Father we commit the service to you now in Jesus name Amen Amen. Well, God bless you, and thank you for giving us a little bit of time this morning. I'm, I'm just enjoying and looking around the room and seeing the church. What a day that will be when our Jesus we shall see. David, we will have a new body. We'll be screaming all over the place. I think we'll be like kids in a candy store. I know you like candy. Well, maybe a little bit. But you like some that maybe I'm not fond of. And that's what heaven's going to be. So original to our taste. Brother Bram said in one place, he said he's taken thousands of years to prepare that place for us. Can you imagine the one who spoke worlds? Off his hands. That's taken thousands of years. You think man with it and his puny mind have, have designed opulent homes and castles that blow your mind. I mean, I, I saw a clip of Putin walking out of four golden doors. I thought, really? The next time he wakes up one day, it's going to be in a bad place. There won't be no golden doors. So we're thankful that we... Yeah, I will. I'll turn this off. So, as we've been saying this morning, I'm going to speak, Lord willing, on the magnificence of God. Amen. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles, please, to Revelation chapter 5. Brother Michael, I brought probably eight or so message books 
all tabulated, and I've never used one in about probably 10 years. <laughs> so if I just took the quotes, Todd, of just what's in the books, we'd be here for a long time. Amen. But they're there just to back me up, right? A lot of times in the dark old days, they used to say, what page and what paragraph were you preaching from? Well, I have my ammo right here. I, I, I cherish this message with all my heart. Amen. There's nothing Tom Ray can say that can help you. I'm, I admit that right off the top. I'm sorry, folks. It's not even what I think the message is about. I'll say what the Bible says, and I'll say what the messenger has said. Amen. And that will help you, I know, because I know what it's done for me and my family. Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who's worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Without the loosening of the book, you would not even have an idea of the magnificence of God. And I beheld low in the midst of the throne and the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits sent forth into all the earth. And he came and he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts, Four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps, golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. The magnificence of God, if, if we put a, a definition, would be, and each one of these definitions in itself is beyond one message. It's message upon message upon message. If we want to speak on the magnificence of God, we could talk about the splendor of what God is. We could speak on the grandeur of God or the majesty of God or the nobility of God. But this morning, I want to take a little subject from the magnificence of God to realize any definition that I use to qualify the definition of magnificence is a part of your being. 
the magnificence of God, the splendor of God. If I look at you, Sister Heidi, that has now taken the word of God for how many years? A lot. Who's kept you, has watched over you, has fed you, has provided for you. This magnificence is hardly even a scratch of the surface of what he means to us in his magnificence. Some of us have indeed been along the way. And as we walk with someone of this caliber, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, We have the ability by age to understand day by day how great he really is. When you understand, and I I loved how Brother Tim brought out the message the other day, because you cannot speak on one subject without speaking on the negative of it to make the positive of it more positive. So then if you do look at the magnificence of God, the heinousness of Satan also, and I wouldn't even want to give him time to talk about what he is. So when you speak of a quality, of an attribute, of a character, of what God is, we would be here a long time. So, we say, well, we might have part one, two, three, four, five. I'm going to qualify this. I will have 250. That is, if I preach once or twice a week, that will be five years from now. And we still have not scratched the surface of this great I am that he is. This morning, we had on display before us the magnificence of God through a man of God. And a part of the magnificence of God is that now we start to just go through the subject a bit. That his magnificence is shown by his power. So then if you say the magnificence of God cannot be described or verbally exercised to a point that you could really take in the splendor of that, neither can you with the power of God. And I am not going to allow the devil ever to come in this church And try and water down the power of the word of God that it is. I'm going to speak on the Lord. Yes, it will be titled The Magnificence of God. But the power of God that has been established 
within the heart of the believer. On March, or shall I say of April, and I never got the date from the brothers on 2021, came to me with a burden to see this church stand true and strong. To see families not broken by a demon called COVID. And said we would love to start a prayer meeting where families will stay strong. The church will stay strong. The people will stay strong. And the word would be alive in their lives. I want to say to you today, by the attendants and the people that are here, COVID never won. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities and powers of high places. Five men came to me, determined to see this church stand strong. Did we have a fight? Yes, we had a fight. Did we win? Yes, we won. Families are stronger. This church is more united. We have no fear of COVID. A brother, when we were dealing with it at first, when we were in the prayer meeting, stood up and said, we don't want just the borders to open. We want all the qualifications to go. And today, by prayer, every... Hmm? No more apps. You say, oh, that was a government's decision. Who made the government decide that? You did. Your prayers. The magnificence of God broke the back of the devil. And I'm not ashamed to say that. Because I know these brothers that came with this burden. Is the scripture true or false? Is it true or false? So that when the enemy comes in like a... Who's going to raid the standard? Who? Is man going to raise the standard because they're afraid of something? Or is God going to raise the standard? I say God's going to raise the standard because he's magnificent. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Sister Judith here this morning. COVID. These brothers, myself. You know what we had the pleasure of doing? Speaking to a camera. If you have not done that, come and see me. I will help you. We'll set it up in the chapel. And I'd like you to speak to an hour, for an hour to a camera. But God, rich in mercy... Gave these brothers special grace. 
And the only thing that kept me able to preach was to have you embedded in my minds where you are sitting. And there's nobody there. But I saw you there. I would say he's still a great host of heaven. Encompass about them that fear God. Did we go through it? Yes, we did. We had over seven baptisms. I think it was up to eight. We had saints saved, born again, through the greatest agonizing time this church has experienced. And I want to let the devil know today, we won. Brother Bram said in the message, Deity of Jesus Christ, here is our little church. Lord, men and women who believe, I love you, that love you. I pray, God, that the Spirit that's filled many of their hearts, days gone by, will now become deeper in, and in more depth. May they lay aside every malice, every strife, everything that's unlike you, and move up today. Not just to a manger, but to Calvary. And not altogether to Calvary, but to Christ, the hope of glory. The deity of God is the magnificence of God, which is the power of God. That's now in our hearts. Trying to draw us out of the things of the world that he might take us out of the earth someday into a better land. Grant it, Lord. Grant it. We've had some great rallying times. And it's not new. Many of the great generals of old, whether they be Alexander the Great, Napoleon... General Patton, Stonewall Jackson. There was always a rallying cry when a battle came. They never ran away. They ran too. I, would, I thought we would get a bigger amen than that one. We never ran away from the problem. We ran to the problem. Can I give you a couple of their examples? General George S. Patton, exhorting the Third Army in the spring of 1944. I don't want anyone to get a message saying, I'm holding my position. I don't want anybody to think, I'm holding my position. We are not holding nothing. Let the Germans do that. We are advancing constantly. This is natural man. I'm talking about spiritual man. We're holding nothing. We are constantly advancing. Can you say amen? Constantly. We are not interested in holding on to anything except holding the enemy worthless. We are going to beat him, kick him. That's what we're going to do to the enemy. We're going to beat him, 
kick him and kick the living daylights out of him. Hmm. I'm saying it nicer than he said. Let me tell you that. And Ken knows that. We're kicking the living daylights out of him all of the time. Listen, this is an army of men. This is a general that is talking. We've got a five-star general called Jesus Christ. And saints, if a natural man can tell natural man that we're going to kick the daylights out of the enemy, surely you this morning can take God at his word and say, Satan, we're putting you on notice. We've gone through this and we're plowing through. We're going to a rapture. Can I hear an amen? We're not holding on. We are advancing. Because we've got the magnificence of God. Which is the power of God living in us. I don't care. Listen, daddies. You're the high priest this morning. We're going to do the devil damage. We're going to do the devil damage. Come on, stick with me. We're not playing church. We are the church. And I'm telling the devil, listen, you put this on my wife, my son, my daughter, and I rebuke you. I'm not holding nothing. I'm advancing. I'm not going to let them come to church the same way they did. I'm sorry, friends. I don't want to be the same person, Abraham, I was at camp. We don't want to be. I want to be a different person. He said, we're going to kick the living daylights out of the devil. He said, we're going to advance. We're going to beat him. We're going to kick him all the time, Roy. You know, not part of the time, not just Wednesday night, Sunday morning. Oh boy, Brother Tom, Brother Tim, Brother Murphy, Brother Michael, they're going to preach it. They're, they're going to be kicking the devil. No, no, they want you to kick the devil with them. Amen. I'm sorry, friends. This is bringing you into the subject. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So, oh, I got this complex. Kick it. I hate it. I even hate that word. I do. I hate it. Because people fall back to it. I got a complex. You rotten liar. I'm free through Christ Jesus. If I'm free, how can I be bound by a complex? It's only you wanting to be bound by a complex. And you sit here moping, moping, moping. I say, get up. Awaken yourself. Brother Bram said one place, shake it off. Shake it off. Here he goes. He said, now the basic plan of this operation is to advance and keep advancing regardless whether we have to go under or through them. Now that's the kind of general I want leading. Well, I'm not finished. We got that kind of general. But how about Menach and Begin? We can't forget when Israel fought for their independence. They fought the United Nations. They fought the world. They had the uh, Ergen gang. And I think Menachem Begin was the head of the Ergen gang. 
If you've never read Old Jerusalem, it'd be a good book for you to read. Drier than the desert for the first half. After that, it just goes wild. You can't put it down because you watch God move a nation to put them in the, in, in the land because that's what was in his mind. God's going to have men. Come on. God's going to have a pastor, going to have men of God raise up to drive the devil and give you your land by the great general himself, which is Jesus Christ. So if a general Patton, who was a vulgar man, was a, whatever he was, he, he wasn't going to let the devil hold nothing. We're going to kick him. We're going to beat him. We're going to stomp him. We'll go under him or we'll go through him. But we're just not standing in our position. This church is not what it was two years ago. No, sir. There's a liberty in this church like has never been before. There's been a freedom we have not experienced. Why? Because men have prayed to see the power of God move in this church. And you might as well give God all the glory. What is it? It's the magnificence of God. Knocking, begging, speaking to the people of Israel on the radio, preparing for them for the great attack against the Palestinian on the night of May 14th, 1944. He said, I don't want to get any messages saying, or I'm sorry, we want to go into battle and we shall be accompanied by the spirit of millions of our martyrs, of our ancestors who were tortured and burned for their faith, our murdered fathers and butchered mothers and our murdered brothers and our strangled children in battle. We shall break the enemy and bring salvation to our people. That's the kind of caliber of men that we are to be. We have seen 68 million martyrs throughout the ages burned at the stake. Tortured by the Catholic Church. And now the Pope has gone on the scene telling Putin what to do. People... We are not going to be bound by the serpent. We're not going to have a pope, a potentate, or no one on this earth going to tell the bride of Jesus Christ what to do. We've got one supreme authority. We've got the almighty God. we got Revelation 10.1. The mighty one that has descended in this age. He is leading us into battle. The book's open. The power's released. The magnificence is here. So now listen, I, I, I'm watching you. You know I watch you. I know some of you mothers, and I know, I know you, and I know that, you know, it's not, um, how can I say? It's not normal that you would actually say amen. It's not maybe even expected of you. But I'll tell you what, if Dan had to put a rifle on his shoulder right now and go out and fight like the Ukrainian brothers and sisters or Russia's coming in. And 
I think Sister Dorothy would have a little bit more expression. She'd say, Lord God, watch over my husband. Don't let a bullet penetrate him. Uh Uh-huh. Well, now we got children here. And every dart and every demon is trying to take your children from you. Well, you stand, saints of God, and you bind that devil. And you say, that's not going to happen in this household. Yep, you can look at me and you can smile and you can do whatever you want. But you've got to put faith into action. Faith into action. We're not going to, we're going to go into this battle. We're going to go into a fight. Now we've gone through COVID. What's next? It's like I said, you've come out of a trial. You're about to ready to go into a trial because that's what makes us what we are. Isn't that just a great message? And Peter says, count it all joy when you fall into diver's temptation. Now we start to understand it's God molding character. Fit the rule. This is indeed the magnificence of God. Well, they've had their general patents, and I could have gone on to Napoleon, and you'd all be marveling at the statements that he made, and maybe Alexander the Great. And I mean, can you imagine Alexander the Great? You, you, should, you should hear it. He's, he's, got a, he's on his horse, and he's got 250,000 men versus over 2 million. He's not even a believer. He's not even a believer. And he's rallying the troops. And he said, listen, this land is our land. And nobody's going to take our land from us. You will have a portion of this land. But you're going to have to fight for this land. And all of a sudden, the men, all right, they hit their spears. Yeah, yeah. Come on, amen, 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 amen. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. Huh? Yeah, we could have told you all about that. But we had another general come down on the scene and said, Every place that the soles of your feet tread, I have given it to you as I did Moses. Come on, troops. Come on. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with who? Mm Mm-hmm. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittite unto the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. This is magnificent. This is tremendous. This is God speaking. Sometimes I know some of you dads wish it was a physical battle. (laughs) And we'd have a lot of bloodied swords here this morning. But I want you to take the sword of the word. And take God at his promise. And said every promise in that book is mine. I'm under a token promise. You've promised me my children. You promised me my family. You promised me victory. You promised me joy. You promised me the Holy Ghost. You promised me, Lord, all things. Yes, sir. 
And they didn't go, you know, there wasn't a guy behind them pushing. Please, Murphy, you go first. You get the first spirit, okay? <laughs> no, they were, they, they got out of the way. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's what I get. I get, hmm. Out of the way. I'm going to fight this battle because God has given me this as my inheritance. No devil. No spirit. No unbelief. Nothing is going to stop me from claiming what's mine. Hallelujah. Only be strong. Be courageous. That thou mayest observe to do all according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from the right. Do not turn from the left. Don't go here when the man goes there. Don't go here when another man goes there. You go straight on to the promise. You keep your eyes on Calvary. You keep your eyes on the man of God that have led you. Come on, Joshua. They kept their eyes on Joshua. Have I not commanded thee? Be were, be weak, and be not courageous. No, 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 no. I, I'm sorry. I need new glasses, honey. We have to go to an optrician again. Have not I commanded you? Be strong, of good courage. Here we go. Be not afraid. Listen, a God that can have gallons, millions of gallons out of a stone for 40 years that can watch over the people. Surely the water that has been opened, this fountain in the house of David that's been opened to you can meet your every need this morning. Hallelujah. Ah, so we read Patton. We've read, we've read Menach and Bagan. We've read the Lord speaking to Joshua. Now we're going to have Malachi 4 speak to you. Amen. Grab the faith. Yeah. Come on, Gabriel. I've seen you all week. It started this whole ball rolling. Gabriel. You know, they had, you know, the, they had certain names tagged to some people, you know, Tom the Terrible. No, that was Ivan the Terrible, I think it was. But I just thought I'd throw my name in there. I'm going to call Gabe the Witnesser. Grab the faith. You did, Gabe. You grabbed it. Whoever's in your chair, you weren't cutting hair. You were witnessing. The poor guy was saying, when are you going to be done? <laughs> I remember going to a barber shop with Mike Hunt. And Mike and I were on an appraisal or something. And he says, oh, I got to get my hair cut. And I'm looking at him. I says, you're balder than anything. <laughs> so we go into there. <laughs> Marilyn, this is what he said. Andrea, you really listen? If you're more than five minutes, you're not worth nothing. I thought, that's weird. I want an hour. <laughs> Do it right. But Gabe, that's what you're doing. You're witnessing. You're using a tool that God gave you so that you could further the gospel. And yes, he has. 
And we want to acknowledge that. Grab the faith, the sword of the Spirit, and say, Thus saith the Lord. No, no, I'm not finished yet. Grab the sword by faith and say, Thus saith the Lord, and scream, Hallelujah. Uh, come on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was really good until I said, scream hallelujah. Huh? But your prophet is telling you, grab faith. Take the sword of the word. Say it's thus, saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. And say, hallelujah. My God is able to do anything according to his riches and glory. Then he says, cut down every enemy. for battle he said cut down every enemy every spooky spirit making you feel cut that thing away with the word of the Lord because our strength is the joy of the Lord get away from me devil so we're talking about now, these are, these are generals preparing people for battle. We're not talking about wimpy churchgoers who just want to come to church and leave and spend an hour go and go anywhere they want to go. We're talking about men who know their position. Women who know their position and place. Are, are you still with me? Are you there? He says now, he says, get away from me, devil. This is your prophet giving you a battle cry. Whack! Exclamation mark. You cut him with the word. Whether it's a demon, whether it's an enemy, whether it's sickness, whether it's a disease, whatever it is, take that word Pull it with the sword and whack them. If it don't move, come on. What? All right. So now we know where we're at. You know it, but don't do it. But today you're going to know it and do it. Amen. Because you saw a man that has done it. Who has been an example to us. Yeah, whack. And then you whack it again. You whack it again. And you whack it again. I'm just quoting. Billy, I'm just quoting. Is that okay? Huh? If you whack it, whack it again, whack it again, whack it again. And whack it until you've chipped a hole through them. Just keep whacking them. Huh? That's what you did, Roy. Devil had your son. You whacked him. You whacked him. You whacked him. You whacked him. And then all of a sudden, he's here. A baby dedication. He's here. A preacher preaches Cain and Abel. He's here. And he doesn't want to be a Cain. He wants to be Abel. And he's here. 
Keep whacking. Why? It's the splendor of God. It is the majestic splendor of his nobility that is being displayed through a people. Keep whacking it till there's a hole in it. Till that old shell of sickness is destroyed. Cut your way out. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's twice now. And you say, where's the next one? No, I, I didn't say that. The prophet said that. So shall I read that again? Because you weren't so enthused to hear that it was another one's coming. But he goes on to say this. He said, cut your way out of it. Say hallelujah. Where's the next one? It's quite the battle cry. Where's the next one? That's a battle. And that's a soldier. That's a soldier of the cross. Hmm. Yes, sir. Knock every enemy out. Listen, if General Patton can tell his men, I am not just holding. We're advancing. And to advance, I'm going to kick him. I'm going to knock the daylights out of him. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to go under him. And a natural man can do it. Surely you can take a prophet called Malachi 4 who says now you're predestinated to do it. (laughs) Ah. Listen, this is not school where you get your little passing degree. We get, you know, I I know that, you know, I got 60% or I got 70%. That has nothing to do with schooling. This has everything to do with an experience in him. We are predestinated. And we deny anything that's against the word. We'll chop it away. We'll go through every obstacle in front of us. Your wife. He's talking about Abraham now. is too old. She's going to bring forth the promise. It looked impossible. But he kept whacking. He kept whacking. He kept whacking. And God gave him his promise. And we know that as Abraham, some 4,000 years ago, but how about you today, 2022, about possessing your land and your promise, what God promised you? We had souls won. To the kingdom of God through the most craziest time on the planet. Causing a sister whose church had no electronic system. And whose son had been witnessing for over 25 years. Telling her about a message. And never take the time. And COVID comes. She's sitting at home. She can't go to church. So she heard and had been to Cloverdale Bible Way 20 some odd years ago. She puts on the internet, sees our services, and ends up coming to church. And we're baptizing her in the midst of the beginnings of COVID. Who won? The church of the living God 
through their great general. So bringing a soul to Christ is one thing. But it's the keeping power of God's maintenance is to keep that soul in the faith. It is his display of omnipotence that only God alone can do. So those that are the seed genes of God are kept by the power of God, not kept by a church, not kept by circumstance, but are kept by the, by the power of God's word. The display of the magnificence of God is through the power of A God that can roll off worlds surely can take care of any situation in this church. So many examples we could give you this morning, but I don't want to take the time. He's a God of the miraculous. And don't ever forget that. Without, Brother Bram said, if there's no divine healing, there's no resurrection. Because divine healing is the earnest of the resurrection. Power beyond our imagination. You say, well, Brother Tom, we want to see people come out of chairs or we want to see them come out of stretchers. And so do I. I want to see Milko walk. That's a promise of God. I want to see EBA's, EBA's eyes open. Absolutely. That's a part of the resurrection. I'll claim that. Why wouldn't I? I won't deny that. Give us more. But Brother Bram said in one place, he said one of the greatest miracles there is, is now see the salvation of the soul. So you, you can't discount one and not just the other. You got to have it all. I believe that a man, when he's born of God and becomes a son of God, the supernatural power of God dwells in him. Brother Tom, I, I need to know the year of that because if it was after the, before the, the seals, I mean, you know, that, that was just before. Well, that was before the seals. That was 1953. You don't think God didn't step into that prophet vessel? Yes. A prophet is born a prophet, yeah. not made a prophet. So now he says, I believe every one that's born of God, that becomes a son of God, has supernatural power dwelling in him. We have a supernatural God. We have supernatural life. And I believe any man that's born of the supernatural spirit believes in the supernatural. We got a supernatural resurrection. We got a supernatural heaven. We have a supernatural rapture. I believe the whole thing's built upon the supernatural. Is that clear? Everything is supernatural. <laughs> you say, well, I got saved one night. I don't even know how many demons were trying to hold you back. 
And yet God, rich in mercy, loosed the grip. I want you to think about it, saints. If Legion had over 6,000 demons, I'd hate to say collectively how many demons were holding this group of people back. But the magnificence, the glory of God loosed you. And we say, oh, well, that's just Brother Darren. I'll tell you what. The devil tried to keep that man from coming to this message. But God won. Hallelujah. So then if he won for you, he's won for Anthony. If he's won for you, he's won for Renisha. Come on, saints. He's a mighty God. I'm not interested in backing up on this. I'm not interested in getting put in a corner. Say, well, you did this and you did that and that caused this. That's, that's it. That's yesterday. We're in the now. Today is the day of their salvation. Not yesterday, today. What good's yesterday? It's already gone. We're talking about a message today. I don't care, and Brother Norm, I don't care how long your children are going to be there. I do not care. All I care about is the Word of God. He said, ask anything in my name, believing. I see John there. I see Joe there. I see Charity there. Come on. Come on. Stay with me. He's magnificent. say, well, Brother Tom, how can you preach like that? Because I know what I was. And not one of you was where I was. And you say, well, you don't know how bad I am. Well, really, do you want to glorify the devil or glorify God? If God can save a Tom Ray, he can save you, Sam. Or Daniel. Or John. Or Ken. Did he? Man, I don't even see my son, Sam. Where is he? must be out hmm? I camp alright okay still fellowshipping I'm j- hmm? he's with Mockburn lovely these are our promises listen where is is, is daddy Anamora here no He's who? Oh, now I'm jealous. But I sat in an office with that man of God and him weeping over his children and see one after another after another come in. God's not going to stop. Victoria, it's not going to stop. Not going to stop. It's the word of God and it will not return unto him void. It's the word of God. So you can be miserable or surrender. I go for the surrender part. Hallelujah. He's magnificent. He's magnificent. Can you turn to Ephesians? Ephesians chapter 1. Since we read Joshua, and Joshua parallels Ephesians. We might as well read Ephesians chapter 1. Are we all right with time? 
I know we always say, are we all right? And you always are so gracious to say, yeah, but nobody's been bold enough to say no. <laughs> are you kidding me? Be quiet and close your Bible and let's get out of here. <laughs> so we redundantly say these, these expressions. But let me just say this. Ephesians 1 and 18 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Can you read with me to verse 19? And what is the greatness of his to who? According to the working of his mighty power. Why? Power is a part of the magnificence of God. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Now, we say, well, that's scripture. No, that's more than scripture. That's word. And that word became flesh. So now that word that became flesh is in a bride. So now, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe according to the working of his mighty power? You know what that power there means? Or the mighty power is the super, excellent, sublime, overcoming, triumphant greatness of the power that is in you. What can you say? All you can say is definitely you're in trouble this morning. Amen. Because now I've read the will. I've read the will. And this is a part of your will. Amen. The exceeding greatness of his power is superpower. It's excellent power. It's sublime power. It's overcoming power. It's triumphant power. It's great power. Hallelujah. Paul is not saying that is something that you're going to obtain to. He's telling us by the word, it's already in you. Come on, come on. You're the seed gene of God. So everything that's needed for your journey is already in you. So that triumphant power, that exceeding power, that glorious power is in you this morning, Brother Gilbert. Go send the Holy Ghost after Sister Joy. Hallelujah. That's the kind of power. That's the magnificence of God. Well, you say it was only to Brother Branham. If it's only to Brother Branham, close up your Bible, close up the message book, and that is not the message. Brother Branham was pointing to Jesus Christ and who you are in Christ Jesus. Alpha is Omega. Paul prophet, Malachi 4 prophet. It's the same word through seven ages. Now coming to its manifestation in a people that don't fall asleep or don't make it a message or just make it a a sermon, but they actually make it a life. 
Here's your challenge. When you speak of the power of God in the Hebrew, or in the Greek, it speaks of the duty of that power in the believer. It's an effectual working. It's a might or the strength of God in you. So I was going to actually bring an apple up here. And no, I wasn't going to preach on serpent seed. And I was going to chew it, Thane. And I was going to give you a seed of that apple. Seed in that apple. And say, just go plant that, will you? Johnny Appleseed. And put that seed in the ground. Every apple that ever will be in that tree is in that seed. And so then you say, well, every seed shall bring forth of its kind. And you put that seed in the ground and that apple tree brings forth over 800 bushes of apples. (laughs) But where is it? It's in the seed. So you say, well, where is that magnificent God, it's in the seed. Everything you need is in you right now. And now it's time to conquer. Now it's time to put the devil on the run. Let the people want to play church, let them play church. But there's a people that want to whack that devil want to kick that devil kick the living daylights out of that devil go through that devil under the devil whatever the devil let me read another translation for you what is the exceeding greatness of his power this translation says it's a super excellent sublime overcoming did you get that oh brother Tom I'm just getting through the day really I have super sublime. (laughs) I better look over here. Uh, No, we're more than overcomers. (laughs) The super excellent, sublime, overcoming, triumphant greatness of his power. It's immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing. Greatness of his power is in us. I can't say it any plainer. I think that's a pretty good way to express it. So then, Angelica, what's your problem? (laughs) I got no problem. I got no problem. Why? Because that greatness, that excellence, that glory, that God is actually living in you. So when the devil comes and tries to put a sickness on that son, you say, devil, thus far, no farther. I'm the fifth gospel and you can't have him. Take your position. Take your place in. Paul did not pray that believers might be given divine power, but they might be aware of the divine power that they already possess. Hallelujah. You already possess it. It's not you calling God down or raising God up. It's already in you. Hallelujah. 
Grace, Sister Grace, where did you get that baby? Where did you get that baby? You didn't get that baby. Your husband didn't give you that baby. God gave you that baby. How did he give you that baby? You stood that Mother's Day morning. You said, I claim my baby. Before she was even pregnant. Claimed and God gave. Come on. Claim it. Claim the book. It's an open book. Yes, you're going to have a warfare. When that seal opened, that went a war and a trumpet sounded. But God has given you anointing. Brother Ram said in the breach, salvation or sonship, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost life. He said, the seventh angel, if this book of mysteries is the word of God, the seventh angel has to be a prophet for the word of God only comes to prophets. People say, oh, we don't need a prophet. You don't even know your Bible. Don't even talk to me. Because if it's only an argument's sake, I don't need to talk to you because I'm not to argue. If you're hungry, I'll, I'll give you food. But if you're not hungry, go on your way. Is that simple? Sure. So there had to be a prophet for the word to come to. Because God can only come to prophets. No pope, no priest, no potentate, no nothing. It has to come. The word of God comes to his prophet. And he lays it down. Malachi 4 promised. Yes, sir would take the mysteries to the church that got all scrupled up in these denominations. Lord, restore the faith of our fathers back to the church. Who says they're the continuation of the book of Acts? Who says that? Then can we be then like Peter? Silver and gold have I none. Come on. But such that I have, I give you thee. Thing, whatever your desire is. Get up and walk. Get that thing off your life. Get it out of your soul. Get whatever that is out of here because the Holy Spirit by His Word wants to drive it out. But you've got to say, I want to drive it out. It works two ways. If you don't want it, you don't get it. Why? Because denominations have scrupled it up. Message ministers have scrupled it up. They've made the message just a form. It's beyond a form. I don't want a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. My Bible said, thus turn away from it. We don't want it. We want a church that's thriving and living and pulsating with the presence of Jesus Christ. But the Bram said in Rising of the Sun, he says, now the bride has come. We say we are the bride. And fail to manifest every promise and fail to manifest every promise of him and the grooms come. Wouldn't wouldn't he be in the bride? And when he did everything even to prove it by raising himself up from the dead afterwards then, the bride has to do the same thing. 
have to do exactly what the word said she would be in these last days. Doesn't she have to return then through Malachi 4? Malachi 4, Revelation 10, 7, had to be on earth for the book to pass to man. Without Malachi 4, you wouldn't be sitting here. Without Malachi 4, I wouldn't be here. But God sent a messenger. That's his magnificence. Did not the scripture say, I will restore? Saith the Lord. I will restore, saith the Lord. Joel said, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. I, I thought of you, Michael, chaos, chaos, and chaos. Because this translation goes this way. He said, I will restore unto you the sw- what the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust has eaten, the consuming locust has eaten. <laughs> it's just the same thing, just a different stage. And the chewing locust. So chaos, 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 chewing. Mm-hmm. I will compensate you. The Bible goes on to say, for all the years that that swarming locust has eaten from your life. Amen. I'll take that. I'll take that, Brother Jerry. I'll restore unto you. I'll take charity any day of the week, any month, any year. I'll claim Richard. I'll take the word of God and claim them right now. I'm not listening to a preacher preach, but I'm going to put substance faith to that. I'm going to put faith in my hand. I'm going to shout hallelujah, and I'm going to drive the devil back. Joel, Brother Bram said in the, in the message, I am a holy roller. I guess that's a good message for me to read because that's the way I feel I am. Joel, that prophet, was looking down through eyes of faith and he saw this vine coming out of Genesis. He saw it going all the way. The Holy Ghost fell. He's seen the dark ages coming up. He's seen the vine destroyed. He pushed down to a stump. But down in that root was life. I will restore, saith the Lord. Listen to what Brother Bram said in the Laodicean in Church Age. But also it is a fact that the prophet for the last age must be bringing forth a message from God that will forerun the second coming of the Lord. For his message... Will the hearts of the children be turned back to Pentecostal fathers? And with the restoration of the word will come restoration of the power. Now, people say, well, we have authority. Yeah, you have authority and you have power. The power most people think are not by might, not by my, but by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. The power is a different name. And if you look up the definition of power, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, that power is by the power of man. 
And you will never, never, ever conquer by the power and wisdom of man. But you can conquer by the power of God, which in the Greek, and a pastor probably preached this 30 years ago, because I looked it up, is the dunamis of God. How many here, old timers, remember that message? The dunamis of God. But then one Greek commentator said this. He says, dunamis makes reference to dynamite. That's explosion. That's power. But the dunamis that Paul is writing here in Ephesians is to do a dynamo. Because dynamite ends with a big bang, but dynamo is a continuation of power. So you have that exceedingly great power that is a dynamo. You're not just exploding one service. You got the victory and then you walk out of here. But it's a dynamo that's moving you. Say, God gave me a child, Louise, and he'll give you another one and another one. How many do we want? <laughs> Ask abundantly that your joy be filled. So then in the restoration of the word. I guess we're going to have to stop and go to part two another time. Like I said, we've got so many parts. It's unbelievable here. But in the restoration of the word. I love this. Comes the restoration of power. And if you can't get over what you have been bound with for 10 years. You have not moved on with God. I'll look up into the lights. If something that has been binding you and you haven't got rid of it, all you got is a religious spirit. Or at best, you're moving into sanctification. God's unveiling brings power. If you say the seals are open, we should be coming more like Jesus every day that we live. I tell you, Brother Bram said, the Holy Spirit's in me. Then expect to do the work of the Holy Spirit. Manifest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Live that kind of life. Preach that kind of gospel. Let that word come alive within your soul. Let God do his ever great and lasting work within you. What time? Musicians, please come. Let the Holy Spirit come forward. In his mighty power of revelation. That he might reveal to us the things that we need. He wants us to know. We want to commit ourselves to him. So then, as we've read out of the Laodicean church age. With the restoration then of the word comes a restoration of power. If the word is opening up, then the power of God is opening up too.
If I go to this next quote, we'll be here for another hour, and I know Wes is hungry. I'm only kidding, Wes. You're a good sport, that's why I used you. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of the calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of the power to us, word, who believe according to his mighty power. Saints of God this morning, and in the name, if God should give us the next few weeks, may we tap into something that is beyond just church form. May we tap into the very life and essence of who God is. Because there's many people today that play church but have no life in them. And if I have failed you, I'm asking you to forgive me. Because I don't want you to come to church just to come to church. I want you to come and let this Holy Spirit become tangible in your life. That you can start to see the magnificence of His presence in every area of your life. In your attitude. In your actions. How you treat one another. What kind of a man would I be if you're living like the devil and don't tell you you're living like the devil? God has restored his word. He has opened up his word. And now he has opened up his power to conquer anything you want conquered in your life. I want to bring it in this last couple of moments down to your everyday living. We can put on an air and some of us are really good. Somebody asked me a question that I could not answer the other day. And it's all right to say you don't know. But I said, you want an answer from me? And that would make me a Pharisee. Because if I remember correctly, Brother Ed said that's how the Pharisee sect started. Because the people needed answers from the law. And so then men propped themselves up to give answers. I don't have all your answers. But I know one who does. Amen. And that's the Lord Jesus. Amen. I don't want me to be a Pharisee. And I don't want a church that's influenced by me to be Pharisees. We have a power that supersedes Anything the church ages have ever encountered. Whether it be lion, ox, man. We've come into another age to soar into heavenly places. 
And that's the place, Brother Branham said, we dwell always. Then you could not act and speak unkindly and not be chastised by the Holy Spirit that lives within you. God has to be the one that checks you, corrects you, and watches over you. So I'll quit with this one last scripture, Romans chapter 16, 25. You don't have to turn. Now to him that is of power or who is of magnificence, magnificent, to establish you according, not to my Tom Ray's gospel, Paul is saying, to my gospel. And the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept since the world began is now made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of our everlasting God. Made known now to all nations for the obedience of faith. God has manifested before us men of God, holy men. I have not experienced an unkind word from my pastor. I would love that if I could have that testimony. So then as the word has been restored, let the power of God that takes over the inner man take control of your individual lives. May this message establish you in the faith, in the power of God. Let's stand. Bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we stand in awe within the presence of the Lord in whom the wisdom of the ages roll. Father God, there's men and women here that have sacrificed much for this gospel. But as the scripture has declared, there's much land to possess. If the magnificence of God is living in us, Lord. My heart cries to see the magnificence of God in my life. And so, Lord, in the solemnity of, this pre- of the presence of God that's here now, and every man, child, woman is standing here, Lord, Not by the emotion of words, of man's excitement. But may the Holy Spirit come and deal individually in the hearts of every and each and every one of us. 
there's much land to possess. We've had great generals give us encouragement, give us a rally cry. But the word of God is our absolute, and we stand on thus saith the Lord. So, Father God, I pray this morning that you will make this a reality. That if indeed we make the proclamation that the word of God has been restored, then let the power of that word be restored in all of our lives. Father, I'm asking it for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name, there are two roads. There are two roads
our time and we'll be dismissed. Father, we spend time in the house of the Lord this morning. We've rejoiced with the man of God. He's turned 88 years old and a tremendous example. Has been a father of the faith. He stood true, unwavered. We pray that you will bless him continue to guide and keep him for this great rapture change Lord and Father if there be any needs here this morning that the Holy Spirit would deal with in the hearts of your children I pray Father God that they will let it go take the promises by faith and not hear the rally cry of a general of a man but hear the cry of the Lord Jesus Christ himself so would you bless your people would you give them a wonderful afternoon and may you continue to deal with us Lord as we see your word unfold we ask it in Jesus name God bless you. May you enjoy maybe the last few days of the sunshine of the Pacific Northwest. God's given us a wonderful time. He's given us a wonderful church, a wonderful group of people. May we continue to press to the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You're loved and we love you. God be with you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.